This is Verse Curious, the podcast of New Poetry Reviews. I'm Benjamin Landry. Taken down from the bookshelf today is A Plucked Zither by Fuang Ti Vuong, published by Red Hen Press in June 2023. In her lyric memoir masterpiece, A Family of Strangers, the late poet Deborah Tall investigates her family history, the details of which were repressed by her father, who grew up the child of new immigrants and became an orphan at a young age, a dislocation beyond his control, which he nonetheless viewed with shame and enduring grief. Tall's father renounced ties to his Ukrainian Jewish heritage and instead worked his best to become a fully pastless, self-made American in the nuclear age. As a child, Deborah Tall continually found herself running up against her parents' repressions and deletions. As a reader, you feel for this kid, who seems to inhabit a pristinely carpeted and sterile house, menaced with unmapped trapdoors of silences, of the type which the psychoanalysts Nicholas Abraham and Maria Torek termed transgenerational phantoms. In a plucked zither, Vuong Thi Vuong, born in Hue, Vietnam, and living in Oakland, California, attempts to keep the transgenerational phantoms at bay. The collection is an anguished love letter to Vuong's past and a celebration of her present connections. Vuong appears to travel back to Vietnam in body and spirit. The greatest impediment to this desired sense of connection appears to be that Vuong has partially forgotten, or indeed never fully learned, her cultural mother tongue, and is continually referring to translation dictionary and checking her linguistic memories against those of her family members. Three of the poems in the collection resemble Matrix poems, a visual segmentation that invites a choose-your-own-adventure experience of the content, as the reader considers reading from left to right, or top to bottom, diagonally, in zigzag fashion, or any other number of ways. Wong's version of the Matrix poem, however, comes off as a traditional poem read through the spacing imposed by an intervening lattice. The effect is one of distance, which may have something to do with Wong's project of living a life in translation. Wong describes her predicament in one poem as living at the language ledge. To wrestle the correct intention from linguistic oblivion is to save a vital part of oneself. To exist in this way is a sort of high-wire act, and we readers, Wong's audience, hope that her balance and nerve hold. In the poem Country of Origin, Wong writes, Vietnamese word nook means water. Vietnamese word nook means country. Chao song or nook now? Child, which country do you live in? Child, which waters do you live in? and later. If water equals country, and water feeds lives, you survive on country. Therefore water is requisite for country. Therefore water makes country. But here, a country lies opposite from me, a country opposite an ocean. So country opposite water, a homeland opposite water, a homeland lying opposite from water is my country. For Vuong, living in the U.S. presents the contradiction of the American obsession with purity, categorization, and certainty. Vietnam embraces the notion of the elements of land and water coexisting, 
while the American notion of land insists on being unadulterated. It's a way of thinking which, taken to its extreme, explains xenophobia. For Vuong, this makes the notion of home perpetually tenuous, and leads to her musing in the poem titled In Which Language Burrows, about being, quote, at home in her foreignness. Vuong also uses the collection as an opportunity to commemorate the sanctity of immigrant labor, irrespective of its implications for achieving the so-called American dream. In the poem, His Own Business, Vuong writes movingly of her father's efforts. My father rubbed the soft, young magnolia leaves, the trees growing in planters, centuries guarding steps leading up to the white woman's house. He landscaped, but by landscape I mean he was a faceless, sweaty gardener paid in cash. He shaved geometric hedges, cut grass, repotted bonsai trees, installed ticking sprinklers, rid every corner of weeds, invading. I imagine he felt he was in his mother's garden. A grove of tea trees and a perimeter of boxwood could have felt like a good son again, who would have stayed and dusted the altar daily. The poem appears in Tercet's, an elegant three-line form which gives the piece the feel of a parterre garden, with insights arriving like orchestrated tableaus, the rigidity of the experience underscoring the highly regimented transactions of immigration, capitalism, and labor exploitation. Vuong has an excellent sense of pacing. In the poem Folk's Blue Note, the speaker hears a stranger singing and deliberately mishears her as her mother, provider of a lifelong lullaby, the pickup notes of which arrive like new gusts of reassuring wind through these lines. Her pitch wavers, the end of every line a blue note, voices, a grief, song, mom hovered over swung our bassinets, hummed the low notes, hung the swarth of dark. This ear for a line also informs, in a strikingly different way, the straightforward Whitmanesque expansiveness of the poem Am I Welcome to Make Anew. This poem is a compendium of identity, the constituent parts of which include soil, womb, skin, guava seed, rice field, buffalo whip, but also the pulse of basketball on blacktop after school's out clean white shoes, and a line-up. In other words, the speaker eschews the flattening of the labels of nationality and acknowledges feeling composite in a way that we all might if we thought carefully and with humility. Vuong's poems also embrace literal and figurative movement. In the poem Immigrant's Lament, the speaker imagines calling across the distances of borders, oceans, and time to her family, while a scooter weaves through crowded streets and the poem transposed in traffic. Although there are some captivating erotic poems tucked into the second of a plucked zither's three sections, the collection as a whole does not quite have an arc. It forgoes this expectation in order to live in the moment, to embody a way of seeing which reminds us that there are many ways of making successful art. In Vuong's case, it is living as a natural consequence 
of our ancestors' struggles, loving and being loved within and across languages and cultures. Why do we need this poetry now? Vuong Chi Vuong's A Plucked Zither illuminates the struggle for self-definition, exposing its contradictory nature, quiet, violent, deliberate, subconscious, individual, collective, inherited, and extemporaneous. In experiencing Vuong's work, one beholds and understands the miracle that any of us really can engage with this struggle and hold it together. Vuong embraces her indeterminacy, what she calls in one poem her unformed destiny. Elsewhere, she insists, I can choose my becoming. Her poetry pushes us to have the courage to do the same. That's it for this episode of First Curious. Much gratitude to Deborah Sedell for our theme music, with production assistance from Ryan Miller. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, share, and consider donating via the button on the First Curious Red Circle homepage, with my thanks in advance. See you next time. Mm-hmm.